Jericho, where your face.
you sing that. I feel good. I feel good. 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 Right. Let us sing that before we go to the word this morning. Oh my, I feel good. I feel good. How many feel good this morning? Hallelujah. Come on, give me a microphone. Let us sing. Let us sing that last one. Don't get time to praise the Lord. All right. Allow me to change the key. Allow me to change the key. Well, I feel. Well, I feel good. Good, good. Well, I feel good. Oh, every time I think about Jesus, I feel good. Well, you are allowed to feel well, good in church. I feel good, good, good. Well, I feel good, wonderful.
If the spirit of God is in you, you will have liberty to dance and to shout and sing. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Well, I hope there is nobody here that, that came to uh, to spy on our liberty. I hope everybody is a part of this. Tell your neighbor, tell them God bless you. You are welcome in the house of God. Tell him I love you, I love you, we love you. Praise the Lord. Please be seated for just a moment. Well, if I finish at 1, uh, 1.30, don't say, oh, he's gone overboard. It's already 11.30. It's, it's good when the Holy Spirit gives us an addition of time. Praise the Lord. Well, we just uh, want to greet you all, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord has been good this week. Has he been good to you? Amen. Amina. We have some new visitors as well, brother. Uh, I think this is uh, Afoyo Phoebe. I think he's from Charlie Wajala. We welcome visitors here. Amen. So this is Days of the Voice Fellowship. Days of the Voice Fellowship. Uh, where we believe the Bible or the Word of God as the Word of God to be true. Amen. And we are on our way to heaven. That's where we are happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you have to smile this morning. <laughs> because if you are gloomy, you will scare me. Uh, praise the Lord. How many had a chance to go and attend the service at Speckled Bird yesterday? Ah, a few hands. I know I forgot to announce it in the church publicly. Uh, twice on Wednesday and on Sunday I forgot. But we received an invitation letter. And I informed the brethren on Friday. So uh, if you've missed, please go and uh, listen to the meetings yesterday. And also today they are having, uh, as we are here, they are also having another service with the visitor. And uh, he will be preaching at the last service tonight. Service so if you can uh, uh, be able to go uh, at the church in Zana this evening, it will be good. So you can be able to attend there and uh, be blessed. Brother uh, Cosmas Maduka is a uh, uh, his ministry really is helping the young people uh, because he has a, a, a good testimony but also it's a life experience for him. Uh, somebody who has made a lot of money but he loves God with all his heart. And is a good example of success with God. I actually spoke to him yesterday. And also spoke to Pastor Gideon. Who is currently hosting him. And the Lord willing. This Monday. He will be at the bench with us. 
Yeah. So, uh, how many saw Brother Prince's testimony on the bench? Yes. We have started that testimony, uh, that uh, program called The Bench. The bench with Pastor Busobozi. Bench, no Busobozi. So, putting different people on the bench. And we sit down and get to hear their testimony. And so, if the Lord makes it happen and possible, this Monday afternoon, uh, that is tomorrow, we'll be right here. And uh, if you want to come and have a first hand, you can come and sit. Uh, we usually turn this into a studio. And we usually sit here. So anybody who wants to participate and maybe just listen first hand, you can come and get seated here <laughs> on Monday. We will announce the time. So before we go to the word, uh, I just wanted to first of all appreciate you, uh, the church here for your commitment towards the contribution of the land fund. Please clap for yourselves. Last week we contributed about 980,000. And, uh, and uh, that was a good start. I know some people have said it is difficult, it is a uh, you know, pestering the people. Uh, it is putting people in pressure. Um, that could all be true. But also, we need to learn something. That uh, if you are going to get anything good in life, you have to be determined to get it. You, you, you know, if you are not determined Botamarira, and you are not committed, deyo, you can never get anything. Uh, Israel was given up and promised the land, but they had to take it by force. When they got there, others were very discouraged, but the few who were encouraged, Joshua and Caleb, did not play around. And they encouraged the whole team. They, they said, give me my mountain, Joshua said. I think it was Caleb. Say, give me my mountain. And, and you, you know, he had to take his possession by force. Because he had a promise. So it's not easy. Nothing good is received easy. And so we are not uh, pressuring anybody. We, we, uh, these are free will contributions. And uh, you, you are free to give as much as you can, but also give generously. And let me tell you a secret. Throughout this entire process as we give, you are going to see a lot of financial breakthrough in our church. Especially to those who are giving generously. Generously does not mean giving much. It means giving with a, an abundant heart. And a willing heart. And you give as much as your heart has been, you know, desiring to give. And so, if you want to give generously,
generously, you cannot give little. When you have much more. So you give as God has blessed you. And then he will give you more. For you to give. So don't feel pressured. If you can only afford a little don't say I've heard of some who say well now how can we you know others are putting 50,000, 25, 15 how can I give my 500 shillings 1,000 shillings do not feel bad about any contribution God sees your and he will bless you if it's 1,000 that you have give it Give it uh, uh, with a generous heart. And God will bless Amen. Amen. So we are not, uh, I'm just going to read for you Paul. Paulo, um, this week, uh, Paulo week you know, has given 104,000. I'm trying to see the, uh, uh, the, the list last week. Our brother, our brother Andrew is my vice chair, so he was supposed to read these things. But he's not uh, around uh, this morning. They went with his wife to, uh, to, uh, to be able to greet the church where the sister came from. And also to, uh, you know, appreciate them for supporting them in the wedding. Okay, so, uh, I'll just uh, continue. I cannot find the one for last week yet. So Paul has given that much, and then Iranias, Iranias, the believers in Paul, God bless you so much. God bless you so much. Amen. Iranias, Iranias, they have given 157,000. Let us clap really for them. God bless you so, so much for that uh, generous contribution. Amen. Amen. And Martin, who was last, Martin, has said, I'm not going to be the way I was. I remember Martin because Martin, I think, gave uh, 10,000. But this week, they have given 55,000. Oh my. Uh, that's wonderful. God bless you so much. Martin. Martin. What was it, Martin? Who, who, who gave 10,000 last year? Uh, Martin, brother Isaac, uh, Babazi, lawyer. Okay, wait. Yes, yes, yes. I've got the, the figures for last uh, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, it, it was Martin. So this week, they actually, they have multiplied theirs more than any other group Weekend. this week. <laughs> Although we are asking them to step up, step yeah, up. But God bless them so much. Columba. And by the way, if you hear Martin or a group giving less, and you are not part of this uh, of any group, go and join that group and give more to, so you can step them up. Columba, Columba, Columba has given 
Oh, Columba has also improved. Columba, Columba, last week they gave 112. Uh, so this Sunday they have given 143,500. God bless you, Columba. Amen. And, and uh, Martin, Luther, Martin Luther, which I'm a part of, Today we have back But we are still the best. <laughs> we have given. 265,000 shillings. Hey, last week we gave 304,000 something something. So, Martin Luther, please don't uh, go down. Keep going up. John Weasley. I, I think John Weasley has backslid more than Martin Luther. Because last Sunday they gave 166. This Sunday they have given 55,000. But we appreciate John Weasley. For, for that contribution. Amen. And William Branham. William Branham. I think William Branham has doubled theirs more than Martin. William Branham. No wonder it's the generation we are living It's our messenger. Last week they gave 140. This week they have given 236,000. Hallelujah. God bless you, William Branham. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Amen. We really appreciate you, brothers and sisters, the team leaders. You are doing a great job. Don't only look at the church. Add even your friends. Let me tell you, team leaders. Tell each of your friends to bring five of their friends who are willing to contribute to this purpose. Because the church, we are, the land we are going to buy and the church we are going to build there is not only for us, it's for the whole community. And, and church is a public place. So have a broad mind. Invite everybody in. And let them participate. And so this, this week, we, we have given more than last Sunday. And uh, we have given a total amount of 1 million 15,500 Hallelujah. I say we should clap a little more in thanks to the Lord for that milestone. Hallelujah. Whether the devil likes it or not, we are buying this land. We are buying this land. Amen. Amen. And uh, I, I, once again, I would like to apologize. Um, uh, next Sunday, we shall do a, a better job of giving you further reports because we need to put this and add it to the last Sunday and the, the entire amount and keep updating you with the Sunday. more details. When uh, my assistant is here last su next Sunday, I'm sure he will do a better job. So it's almost mid midday and I'm requesting you for one hour, hour, hour and a half. So you keep your thoughts together. Do not count time. Uh, let, let us be here 100%. And uh, because I have a message from, from the Lord in my heart, 
for the, especially this goes to the young people. Many have been asking me questions. Some here in the church and others also out of the church. And I thought uh, for about three weeks I've wanted to deal with this. Uh, but I think I should deal with it today. I'm going to speak on the approach to marriage. The approach, the way the way you approach marriage. Approach. Mm. <laughs> the approach to marriage. Yes, that is better. Yes. Amen. The way you enter into marriage. The, no, the approach to marriage. <laughs> so now this is not only going to help the younger people, but also the parents, because you have children. And uh, you want, don't think about yourself, also think about your children. Because uh, in the few years from now, many of you, your children are going to get married. And you need to, to guide them properly. So before we go to the award, especially because of this uh, program that we started, of the interviews, we, we really needed a second camera. And uh, the Isaac, the brother in the media department, told me we need um, uh, this camera costs about uh, about 15 million. Isaac, camera But he had found one person only who has it in the city, and he has it in second hand, and uh, they can give it to us at seven million. So I contacted the man, and we negotiated with him down to five million. Some people have told me I'm a good negotiator. So I, I, I hope they are right. Because it was successful this time. And, uh, from seven, went to five. And I told him, look, by faith I had to give what I had. And I, I, I took it out of the church account, believing that God will supply and will be able to put it back again. And so I took two million shillings. I told him, I have two million shillings. I'm going to pay it right away. And then the three million, million is satu, we shall give it in two months. Yeah, he said two months is big. Uh, actually, I said three months. He said three months is big. Let it be two months. So we have to pay 1.5, 1.5 for the next two months. And uh, as I was uh, still, you know, Isaac was still in town. Then I was contacted by one of us here, sister. And uh, she was asking me, Pastor, how much is a camera like the one we use at church? I told her, well, right now we are buying one. <laughs> and uh, I told her, like, what I've told you. And she said, I will contribute for sure. 
So somehow she asked the right question at the right time. So uh, and I think that's the camera over there. These things in the media department are very expensive. But when I see the people that are blessed because of what they receive from us, I really feel that this is nothing compared to the souls that are, 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 are impacted in their life. So if you feel to support that as well, it's an opportunity to receive a blessing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Shall we stand? Uh, while we um, have our Bibles open to Genesis 2, verses 18. So we are going to read before, we are going to pray before we read. Let's pray. Our loving Jesus, yes, we would like to thank you this, mo this morning for the opportunity you have given to us, Lord, to gather here. Many have come from different places, some from far, others from near. Lord, I know even some have traveled uh, from as far as Luero. Just to be here, Lord, in this service, and from other places as well. Father, I ask that you will let our gathering not be in vain. And even others that are streaming with us. Maybe they are part of this fellowship and they are not able to come. Or maybe they are from another location. But they, they have been led to uh, stream with us this morning. And maybe others will watch this after they have attended their church service. Lord, I pray that it will be a blessing. Lord, and everybody that will be under the sound of the voice this morning. May you uh, impact their lives. Lead me, Lord. Guide me and inspire me that what I speak, Lord, will uh, avail much spiritually to your people, Father. Lord, we ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone I will make him and help meet for him. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, of course, one of the other reasons I'm taking this subject is because uh, since after the wedding of brother, uh, of brother Andrew, and also the prayer we prayed at the beginning of the year. It looks like uh, we have a lot of dynamics going on in the church for people who want to get into marriage. And I've noticed that uh, many of them ask questions, the same questions repeatedly. And so I thought I should just deal with it today. 
so that we can set a standard on what we believe here and how we believe is the right approach to marriage. Now matters regarding marriage um, will vary in understanding from church to church. And so I just want you to hear what we believe. And if you have any questions afterwards, then we can also deal with those. So I, I want to also read Hebrews 13.4. Just one verse. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed and defiled. But warmongers and adulterers, God will judge. So now I'm going to begin it this way. Looking at Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. Where he says it is not good that the man should be alone. So the, the first question is. Why is it not good that the man should be alone? I'm going to answer this question with several other scriptures. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Nine, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So if you are one, you are good, but if you are two, you are, it is better. Why? Because you have a good reward for your labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. Many times you realize to you who are married when you are downcast, uh, you know, like yesterday had, you know, issues with this and that and so I was just a little bit downcast but my wife, uh, you know, took to uh, encouraging me. You know, and, uh, you know, she started talking to me as if she was my pastor. And after the talking, I felt a bit better. So you see, if you are two, if one falls, the one will lift up his fellow. But why to him that is alone? When he falleth, for he has not another to help him up. You are only by yourself. And you know, you, you, you are you, you're, you're battling with your thoughts. You, you don't trust anybody because you cannot share with them your secrets. But when you have another one with you, you can be able to share your secrets. That's why never trust a married person. And tell them, I'm telling you, don't tell your wife. I am telling you the reality. They will always share with their wives. That is the truth. If, uh, if, if that marriage is healthy, they will always share information. That is what marriage is all about. You know, and so they will share with one another. And so the other will lift up another one. But if you are only one, you don't have another one to help you to get up when you are down. Again, 
If two lie together, then they have heat. So in other, imagine, he says, but how can one be warm alone? You see, that's another reason why it is not good for a man to be alone. That's why it is not good for married people to live apart. Channels and ways for adultery. Because the Bible says when you are called, you, you know, and you have another one with you, then it, you will have heat. Then the bed will be warm. But imagine if it is the cold season and you're all by yourself, the devil is going to begin attacking you with force of this and that and immoral living. But, but you see, how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. Praise the name of the Lord. So apart from warmth, there is also, you know, when you are attacked, you know, when you are attacked, you have your friend, you are together with your wife or husband, you, you know, you will withstand that person that comes to attack you. You will withstand that spirit which comes to attack you. You will pray together. You will believe together. You will plan together. You know, that's what marriage is all about. And then he says, under three fold cord is not quickly broken. A threefold cord. Now here is not talking about two wives, one husband. <laughs> He's talking about one wife, one husband and God. Amen. If you, you are married and you have your wife and uh, you know you have God in that marriage, that marriage is not quickly broken. You see many marriages that break down is because they do not build their house on the basis of God and the laws of God. But if a family is started on the, on the right basis and that is Jesus Christ, that family is not quickly broken. The devil can try to fight it. The devil can come from here, from there, from here. But the devil cannot quickly break it. He has tried to break some. But not easily. Not easily. And even when he breaks them, as long as God is still there, those families always come back again together. So if you are from a marriage that is broken and you are here, you just make sure God is there. Whoever has left that call will come back again. If it is your wife, he will come, she will come back again. If it's your husband, he will come back again. A, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And so we are still answering why it is not good for a man to be alone. Praise the Lord. I know you are listening, but I want more of your amens. If you are quiet, I will go dry. My gift rides on your, on your receiving. Is that a man?
Amen. Proverbs 12, 2. A good man obtains favor of the Lord. But a man of wicked devices will he condemn. So now, if the Bible says if you are good, look at yourself, man. If you are good, you obtain favor from God. Now, the question is are you good? As far as God is concerned, if you are good, you obtain favor from God. And how do we know you obtain favor from God? Proverbs 18:22. Whosoever findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. So in other words, it is not good for a man to be alone. But when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and he obtains favor from God. So in other words, when God gives you a wife, it is God's testimony about you that you are good. So if you don't have one, it may be God's testimony against you. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, 1 Corinthians 7, 8. Alright, I'm still asking the same question. Uh, I say that for to the unmarried and widows. It is good for them if they abide even as I. Not like me, because me I'm married. He's talking about Apostle Paul. He was not married. So it was, he says it's good you remain like me. But if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. You know, people use a lot of things that are so funny. You find them, they have toys. You know, they, they play with themselves. And, uh, you find them, they, you know, and many of these are Christians. Believers. They are in churches. Why? You are burning, brother. You are burning, sister. And the Bible says, it is better for you to marry than to burn. No amen on that. No amen on that. What you ought to say, amen. Marriage is, is not a worldly, it is spiritual. It, it is not a, a want, it is a need. It's not a want, it is a, a need. Are you hearing me? You younger people ought to say amen also. Don't behave so spiritual this morning. But, they, but if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. Why does he even say this? Because to the believers, to a Christian, fornication is, not, is a no-go area. It's a no-go zone. Adultery and fornication, immoral living is a no-go area. The Bible says it should even be one time 
mentioned among you. And he says if one be a fornicator, don't even eat with him. And he says he's not talking about everybody in the world. Because everybody in the world almost is a fornicator. So he says in that case then we should not even live in the world. But he's saying he's talking about those that are called by the name brother. By the name sister. And you are living in immorality. You, you are having, you, you, you are fornicating around. The Bible says when we find out, unless you repent and you change your ways, we should not even fellowship with you. We should not even eat with you. Why? Because it is unclean living. It takes away the glory of God from the church. And then down here he says, now, if they burn, well, of course you are human being. Whether or not you are filled with the Holy Ghost, your body will burn as long as you are still young and you are, you are not old. Well, of course, if you are old like David, you know, they brought him, I think, was it Abishag? And you could not even do anything. The best he could receive was worms. But we see here, unto the matter that I command, yet not I, but the Lord. So here is the God's commandment. Let not the wife depart from her. Husband. I know there are many issues in marriage. And problems come up. And issues come up. And that's all understandable. But here he says, Let not the wife depart from her husband. It's not my words. Are you hearing me, child? It's the word of God. Sisters, if you are married, the Bible says, Turn over. Never depart from your husband. Never go away that from is why marriage. we need to teach about the approach of marriage. Because many people who want to divorce or to depart from their husbands, they are those that approach it the wrong way. But you who are not yet married, you have an opportunity this morning that we can, we can teach you the right approach. And when you hear it, believe it and do it. And God will give you a good marriage. But and if she departs, yeah, he understands it may be difficult for you to stay, especially if the husband is abusive, for example. Even me as a pastor, I cannot encourage you to stay with a man who is abusive. If he's beating you up or psychologically torturing you and things like that. So God understands that. And so Paul said, but if she departs, let her remain unmarried. Or be reconciled to her husband. The only way 
away. A woman can remarry. Is her first husband is dead. And if your first husband is not dead, you cannot remarry. If you remarry, you are living in a doubt. If you want to remarry well, you can remarry your husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. The moment you marry, you are not going to say, ah, you go back to your people. You cannot do that. You are married once and forever. Forever and ever. Amen. Even if you say, Well, when I married her, she was looking beautiful. She was slender. But now, you know, she has been breastfeeding and you know, her breast is down now. And even she's now bumbling. So now I cannot continue with her. I'm no longer attracted to her. I want to find another. One. No, you should not divorce your wife. She is yours forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? Don't even let those thoughts cross your mind. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I've already answered you the question is why a man should marry. Or why a woman also should get married. But then he says I will make him and help meet for him. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. The Bible says now the Lord God say now this is the amplified version. It is not good. Meaning it is not sufficient. It is not satisfactory. That the man man should be alone. I will make him. Who makes for him? Who makes for him? Answer me church. Who makes for the man? God makes for the man. I will make him. Don't you worry about it sister. Amen. God made you for a someone. Don't worry about where you will come from. God knows him. Just pray, believe and wait. Don't worry brother. God has made you a help. And if you are not married and you are believing for a wife, I want you to repeat after me. My wife is somewhere. God has made my wife. And one of these days, I'm going to see her. It's a revelation. And God says, I will make him a helper. Meet. Which means suitable, adapted, complementary for him. Sir, not every woman is suitable or adapted to you. Are you hearing? Not everything, I'm sorry to use that word, that is called a woman that, that can be your wife. Your wife is a particular person. Are you hearing me now? And I'm not talking about this kind of thing that you know we were you know known before. No, no. So I'm, get a what I'm saying is, according to our characters, according to our ways we are raised, according to the way our brains function, God knows you, and God will choose for you someone that is suitable, someone that is adapted to you. You know, not everybody can be your husband. There is one person, and who knows that person? Only God knows that person. 
mother doesn't know. Your father doesn't know. Your pastor doesn't know. But God knows that person. That's why sometimes we may want someone to marry someone oh, so bad. But you know what? God reveals to you who is suitable for you. And we will find out how. You have to find the will of God on who she is. It comes to you by revelation. And our prophet says that faith is a revelation. So in other words, it comes to you by faith while you are praying a revelation is and when a revelation strikes you on who she is, amen, the will of God will not be known to you. And the will of God can only be known in one way. Prayer. It is not asking people. How do you say that? How do you say that? Ah, okay, okay, okay. Okay. How do you say that? How do you? And people, young people make this mistake. Stop those foolish things. You can't find your wife like that. One man is tested, another one is another man is some people even come to me, Pastor, choose for me. Which one is better? This one or this one? You have a problem to begin with. You have to find the will of God. God is not an object. God is God. God is a person. As in he has his own characteristics. His behavior. His character. He speaks. He hears. Amen. He moves. Are you hearing me? So if you believe in God, you will ask God. And God will answer. But the banner was uh, not, not, not the first point I'm, I'm going into now. We have now known why a man should not be alone. Some men desire to be alone. You have a bad revelation. If you are alone, it's one of the reasons you are not completely sold to God. You find some of these priests, they deceive to them. They lie them. And they tell them they should not get married. And that if you don't get married, you are holy. That is not correct. The Bible actually says those are doctrines of devils. Have you ever read it in the Bible? In the book of Galatians? It says those are doctrines of devils. People who forbid to marry and those who forbid people to eat some meat. Those, he said those are teaching doctrines of devils. Can we read it now? In the book of Galatians chapter 3. I'm trying to open it here. You have not prepared to read it. These are very important principles for us to know and walk in them. As somebody said it. Chapter 3. Oh, is it chapter 3 or chapter 2? Oh, 1 Timothy. Oh, Timothy. 
Why was I thinking it is Galatians? First Timothy chapter what? Chapter 4. Okay. Verses. Yes. God bless you. Whoever told me must be a preacher. Aha, listen now. The spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter times, amen, some shall depart from the faith. How will they depart from the faith? When they depart, they will give ye to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Did you know the devil has doctrines? And these people speak lies in hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Forbidding to marry. These are the doctrines of devils forbidden to do what? to marry even today we have some very spiritual men of God when you tell them about marriage they will be negative they will be negative negative why? because they think that to talk negative about marriage is to be spiritual no 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 those are doctrines of devils amen you have to talk positive about marriage because it is the will of God. So those who forbid to marry, they tell them you are married to the church. You, you, you are a brother. You are a nun. You are this and that. Those are doctrines of devils. Having their, well, he says them, and commanding to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So they even refuse people to eat meat. They say don't eat uh, pork because pork is cast. But the Bible has said whoever says those things is teaching doctrines of devils because that was true in the Old Testament. But the Old Testament was the shadow of the new. From the day the blood of Jesus was shed a new covenant was introduced. And under the new covenant there is nothing unholy. Everything can be eaten. You can eat your pork and praise the Lord. Come on church. Amen. How many love for here? Amen. Amen. We can eat anything. Any meat. As long as we are prayed over it. The Bible says it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So don't listen to those who forbid you to get married. As long as you are of an age which is fit to marry. Alright. So how do you approach pray, uh, marriage? First, prayer. And the prophet of God was asked a question. In, in questions and answers, how do you feel is the best way to find the Lord? How do you feel is the best way to find the Lord's will in some important matters? 
Ouliro gwemugwe chirichitia o kumanya katonda chaya gala monsonge nkuru enyomu budamubu. What's the best way? Of finding the, the God's will in some important matters. Are you listening to me, young people? That's 10% of you. Are you listening? 20%. Are you listening? Alright, now listen. He says this. I had to do that because many times we preach this and they say we did not know. Now you have to know. I tell you, dear friend, the best way to find the will of God in some important matters is a prayer. Can you say amen to that? It is prayer. And if you have a matter that is very important, is there any other matter apart from salvation that is important? Marriage? No, sure. Now, here is the way I do it. I take it before the Lord. And it has always been my strength. I wait upon the Lord and see what he says. And I just let myself neutral to it. You know, you've not made the choice yet. But you are praying before you make the choice. Prayer happens before you make the choice. Not afterwards. And so you are neutral. You don't know where to go. You are praying, oh God, lead me. Oh God, speak to me. Oh God, guide me. Are you listening to me? Don't take either side. And say now, Heavenly Father. Because now, in my case, most of the time, if it is very important I wait on a vision but many people God doesn't deal with in visions how many here see visions alright a few hands are around now if everybody of you was waiting for a vision because Brother Branham said he was waiting for a vision. Let me pray until I see a vision. No. God doesn't deal with you that way. Are you following me now? When you go to prayer, you don't wait a brother to come and, and talk to you and then you go to prayer. Brother, you don't wait to see a sister. And then you go to prayer. I, I, I saw what you, you had posted the other time, brother Prince. What was the name of the sister? Sister Joy. <laughs> and this man was praying. Oh God, give me Sister Joy. Or oh, I die. Sister Joy, or oh, I die. Sister Joy, or oh, I die. Sister Joy, or oh, I die. You don't pray like that. You are, are, are arm twisting God. That is not a prayer. That is lust. Lust is killing you. And you are taking it before God. Oh God, Sister Joy, oh, God, Sister Joy. God, your prayer. 
Amen. Before you see Sister Joy, the prayer you pray after you see Sister Joy is different. Okay, follow me closely now. Because now in most times, uh, uh, so many people, I wouldn't advise for you to do that. To wait on a vision because it's just some people that has visions and some does something else. As they, others, they just get a revelation. Others, they see a dream. Others, they just believe the word. Right? Others, God may speak to you through a prophet. God deals with people in different ways. Where you do something else and that I couldn't do. In your way of serving the Lord, I did something that you couldn't do. So God deals with us different. And so, I would if I was in your place. And I did have visions from the Lord. I would just wait upon the Lord and say, Lord, now you show me what is the decision to make. And then the way you feel led to it. Then you wait just a little bit. Then wait a little bit a longer. And see which way. Which side you lean towards. Which way the spirit. Now, Father in my heart. You know it doesn't matter which way. You pray and you say, but I want to know what you want to do about it. That's the way I do about meeting sometimes. When he's invited to meeting some places. I feel kind of led to go this way or that way. Then I will follow this way. That's the way to do it. Because the matter is in prayer then. You are doing the best you can. And I believe this, my friends. As Paul in the New Testament, in the days gone by, he was between two straits. Which way he should go? And he started on going the wrong road. And he got a Macedonian call. And he turned back. And if you are making a decision for God and do it the best that you can, I believe God, listen to this, I believe God will correct you and see that you do not go or do it wrong. I believe God will do it. Are you following me, young people? Prayer is the matter here. Marriage without prayer is not marriage. Pray and then listen. Pray and then wait. Pray and then see what God leads you to do. Praise the name of the Lord. So now the question is, how long do you pray? It depends on who you are. If you are a man, you pray until you receive revelation. If you are a sister, you pray and wait. 
Now the question is, is it possible for you sister to have a desire of a kind of a man you want? Oh yes it is possible. Is it possible for God to speak to you about the kind of man you will marry? Yes it is possible. But what do you do about it? Wait. Sister, don't pray. And after praying, you come back and say, and deacons, these younger men moving out, you have to ensure that they come back quickly because they are going to miss. Do I have any deacons on duty? Do I have deacons on duty? Please. Do your duty. These things are very important. Because these young people are the ones going to do mistakes. So listen. When you pray, you don't pray. Sister. And then you say, I've seen him. Brother. God has spoken to me. Hallelujah. God has told me, you are the right one for me. And the brother says, but God never spoke. No, brother. You are the one. Ah, the brother begins to go. And the sister said, no, brother, come back. God spoke to me. It doesn't happen that way. When God speaks to you about who is supposed to be your husband, wait. Wait. But for the man, after you have prayed and you wait until you receive revelation, you don't start praying and after you see her. You start well before you see anyone. You put out a list of what you need and then ask. The Bible says, Ask and you shall receive. You can put out a list. Take away the I need a brother who has this. I need a brother who has this. I need a sister who has this. I need a... Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. You put out a list of the things you want. Before God. But you don't say to God. It is this or nothing. You say no more. This is what I want. But lead me to your will. Praise the name of the Lord. And whoever your wife or husband is, is he right here in you. It is only you that has a vision of her. It is only you that can know who she is. And when God tells you who she is, you will receive a revelation of who she is. Brother, sister, you will also receive a revelation. God will speak to you. Don't take God out of this. God is a part of this. God is the major part of a marriage proposal. Adam was by himself. And God said it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a help. And God put Adam to sleep. And Adam slept. And Adam slept. And Adam slept. For as long as he was sleeping. 
God was very busy working on his wife. And by the time Adam woke up, Adam woke up out of his sleep. His wife was right next to him. And Adam opened his eyes. Adam said, You are born of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Here is a revelation. Who saw who fast? Eve must have seen Adam first. Because Adam was sleeping. Adam <laughs> While Eve was awake. Waiting. That's why I said to sisters. Don't wake up brothers before they see you. That's why we don't believe. In sisters or kwemima. That's what they see you. Women put on things which are attractive. But they will not see you. These days men are very rare. That is not a spiritual speech. That is a worldly speech. Sisters, cover yourselves up. Your own will see. Even if you're putting on a blanket, yours will come. And when he comes, he will pass others and he will see you. Hallelujah. Amen. They tie themselves and they tie themselves and they they are looking for men. Mm. They don't look for men like that. God is sons. They don't look for a wife that is dressed like that. But the sons of Cain will see you. And they will see you very fast. And then you are saying, I'm in a bad marriage. How did you approach it? If you attracted your man, that's why he is like that. How are you? Did you have a character of God about you? Women that have a character of God will attract sons of God. But if the character of the world is on you, it will attract sons of Cain. Oh God, I'm Those are very strong words, I know. But that's the reality. And I'm speaking to you, the unmarried. So sister, don't you worry. Dress as a Christian. Live as a Christian. You don't have to You don't need to make your stance so that they will see you. Sister, God bless you. Sister. Yes, brother. Snake tongue. So that they can see. Not the sons of God. The sons of God, when they see that, they will run away as they can. They will say, What is this? What is this? And brother, sister, it may even be a good brother. But when you quit a guy, if you position yourself and you wake him up, Brother, wake up. I always say this. You may wake up a monster. Because you know when someone still has California, what happens? When he wakes up, 
When Abraham was being operated, God, God injected him Califom. And he waited. So Eve, wait. Woman, wait. Wait for him to wake up. It is the man to initiate a relationship. Not a woman. Your place is waiting. And the brother, when he wakes up, I believe Eve smiled. The woman smiled. Because now she knew. He's about to see me. I know. He's about to see me. And then when, he saw, when Boya, she saw him turning, Boya, I know what he's going to say. I know. And then Adam opened his Adam mouth. Eve was dying of, of, of joy. <laughs> say it, Adam. In her heart. Say it, Adam. Say it. Come if it wasn't the way that God had did it, the woman would have said it first. Let me tell you, you don't have to force your lifetime party. You brothers, what is wrong with you? You tie yourself on no a woman. You take away all her peace. No you take away all her spirituality. You are stingy on, you are, you are, you are, sister, when the sister says I'm still praying, leave her alone. Leave her alone. If she says I'm not yet sure, I'm still thinking about it. Leave her, leave her alone. If she's yours, she won't make you turn around to make things wrong. To do this, taking there and there and there. If she's yours, if you tell her like this, even you will know that she has accepted. Even if she doesn't say yes, you will know she has accepted. I've seen many brothers. Does the sister accept? Said yes. You ask, what did the sister say? She said, let me pray about <laughs> it. Say, so how did you know that? <laughs> she she know it. And at the end of the day, you see they are waiting. Because why? Right. You can read one another's hearts. When you see yourself forcing yourself on a sister, stay away. Adam, Adam did not force Eve. She already knew. Let me also say this. Many times, women know before men. You know who your husband is before he actually talks to you. I have many married sisters here who can attest to the same. My wife knew I was her husband before I actually proposed she to her. Knew. She knew. She knew. How did she know? I also don't know. But she told me she was praying and God had given her signs and God had spoken to her. So by the time I, I, I made the move, I was just pushing somebody who was It was not difficult at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I can give more examples here. So, I, I have an example of Agnes here. My daughter. Where is Peter? Peter 
Where is Brother Peter? They don't know time. Yeah, right over here. here. Now you are sitting over this side. There. Why don't you sit close to her? You married people should show these young people how they show love to your partners. You sit the other side and sit the other side. Are you fighting or what? Sit close to her. Head about with the children. Show her love. Amen. Amen. The unmarried, do you believe that? They should do that? Yes. Mm. Now, Sister Alinda here. Sister Alinda. Time, she knew. Yamanya. Well ahead of time. Because she was living with us. And uh, you know, these people see visions and dreams. So, when I heard, I said, God will accomplish it. And, and Brother Peter came in my home. Peter uh, he was having a guitar that is teaching uh, her guitar. But me, I was already knowing what is going on. And he was not leaving my home. And he was teaching to me. Say, Hold here. Hold but here. when I looked at his eyes, <laughs> I said there is something here. But I said let me wait. And after a while, he spoke to her. And then things happened there. Because you know, he was you know, still in school and, uh, you know, and uh, things didn't work out. For about one, two years, they were apart. We went with that Ethiopia. And you know, and he, when I called him, are you people still interested in one another? No, no, don't even talk about her. And I, I, I talked to her. Are you interested in me? No, not even talking about him. Said these people. Let us wait and see. When we came back from Ethiopia to Uganda, Uganda, he came back in my house. <laughs> now, Pastor, he was saying, What are you saying? I was thinking about a. Uh, 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 Say it. You get her. I wanted to uh, resume. I said, I, you told me you don't like her anymore. No. It was not the truth, actually. In my heart, it was something else. What am I trying to say? And these people end up getting married. And they have made married well ever since. I believe they have been complimenting each other. They didn't say amen. Peter didn't say amen. Peter, Agnes Agnes did say amen. But here is the point. Why? The woman Omukazi had already seen her husband. And the man, no, no matter how far you would run, he could not run out. I feel to say this. Sister, if you go in prayer and God shows you who your husband is, believe for it. Pray for it. Stand your ground. Don't tell anyone. If you tell anybody, you will spoil the whole thing. God will say, okay, now fight your own body. There are some people who dream dreams and they want to make them happen. They want to make the dreams happen. This is what I saw. It must happen. Don't if God showed it, God will bring it to pass. He says, write down the vision. It may tarry. But it will surely come to pass. Sister, if God shows you your heart, believe for it. Claim believe for him. And wait upon God.
Are you hearing me now? Um, and and, and, and uh, sister Eve, a uh, woman saw um, and waited. And Adam came up Adam and said, You are born of my bones, flesh of my flesh. The woman just sang. Molded, uh, you know, she just mended in that song. Born of my bones, flesh of my flesh. You be called a woman. Hallelujah. And then Adam just Adam took her. Marriage should not be difficult. It should be easy. But you approach it the wrong way. Are you hearing me now? Marriage Don't approach it the wrong way. Approach it prayerfully. Brother, if you want to get married, don't begin looking around and shopping around and going from church to church. Go to the church and lock yourself in. Go to some other place, some room. Go some mountain, go wherever. Begin praying. Oh God. Yes, you are going to marry in two years. No problem. Reveal to me. Open my eyes. Show me my wife. Lead me, Lord. Me, Lord. You, are, you are praying. People are saying, what is wrong with you? Are you going to marry this year? No, but I am praying for my miracle to come. I am believing for it to happen. It begins with the prayer. If you do not pray, there are 99% chances you will make a wrong mistake. A mistake, rather. You will make a wrong choice. And if you pray and you don't follow what God is telling you, the chances are you will make a wrong choice. Alright, that brings us to the second stage now. How many have understood the prayer part? Pray. Pray. And when you see her, don't just go and grab her. Do it prayerfully also. Believe for it. Do it with counsel. Now, when it comes to courtship, this is the major partner. The, the many mistakes are done here in, in this area. And I want to deal with it today. So we can help our young people now. Now, there is no right or wrong way of starting courtship. Different pastors will tell you different approaches. I saw in Zimbabwe they do it a little bit different. I, I saw that some churches they announce even courtship in the church. No courtship, not engagement. Courtship. Like I said, different countries, different churches, different pastors have different approaches. So it really basically comes down to your parents' preference or your pastor's teaching approach to you. It depends on the way that works for them. As per their experience. Like every church. And understand what I'm saying. Every church has their own experience. Things have 
examples of things that have happened in their church. And, and they made decisions on how matters should be handled. You're following me, right? Now, but there are certain facts that we should know, however. Number one, the parents, according to the Bible, can annul your vow. That's what the Bible teaches. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, numbers 30. Verses 3. Let us first get that done. If a woman also vow a vow unto the Lord and bind herself by a bond being in her father's house in her youth and her father hear her vow and her bond wherewith she has bound her soul and her father shall hold his peace at her then all her vows shall stand. And every bond wherewith she has bound her soul shall stand. But if her father disallow her in the day that he heareth not any of her vows or her bonds wherewith she has bound her soul shall stand. And the Lord shall forgive her because her father disallowed her. Okubali sure ya setolinyoro okuna. Roksatu. Ero mukazi buane ya manga obwe ya mo. Erimu kama. Neyera ganya nenda gano. Ngalimu nyumba ya chitawe mbutobwe. Chitawe na uliro obwe Obwe ya mwe, nenda gano jala ganyi za obla mwe. Chitawe na msiri kilida. Kale, obwe ya mwe, buona, buona nywe ranga. Naburi indagano jala ganyi za obla mwe, ene nywe ranga. Na ye chitawe buona mugana anga. Kurunaku, luwa ulirirako. Tewaba anga woku buwe ya mwe, ne wankubade kundagano ze, ze yalaganya obla mwe, ene nywe ranga. Enamu kama, anamu sonyu wanga, kubanga chitawe ya mugana. So now you are, uh, your father has a very big authority over you. Tata wumu walagwa kulina kubu yinza bunji nyo. So, and... Um, uh, if your father does have such authority, how much more your spiritual father on earth? Your father, your pastor, how much more? They have a, a, a lot of authority over you. The Bible says here if the girl is still living in her father's house, basically means under her father's um, you know, umbrella or. or you know, stewardship. And the girl makes a vow. Any vow. Including a marriage vow. Then uh, the, 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 if the father hears of it. And he doesn't say anything. It's alright. The girl will, will be bound to that vow. But if the father hears of it. And he disallows it. Then the girl will be free from all about So when you go. And you talk to a sister. And her father is, is not aware. Her pastor is not aware. And she, you know, engages with you. Like the father has a right. To say you will not marry my daughter. You will not marry. And by law, you cannot actually marry her if her father disallowed you. So then, what's the approach to courtship? First of all, courtship 
is not dating. Young people tell each other. Courtship is not dating. Courtship is not dating. Dating and courtship is like the same thing. But dating is used in a, in a secular way. Dating is it's the same thing. In Luganda, it is called Okwekwana. Muruganda kuba kwekwana. But in the world, Monsi. when you are dating somebody, you can go and visit their house. Right? Amina. And spend there a few nights. Or a few months. And then you go back home. Or at the hostel where you are staying. And, and you know, he's buying you pizza, he's buying you this. You meet everywhere you want to go and you do whatever you want to do. And, and you're waiting for the day he will propose. Right? So you live immorally. And after a long time. The young man goes to somebody else. Oh, but he deceived me. He did this to me. He did that to me. That's the way of the world. And we do not believe in dating like that. We believe in courting a girl with the intention of marriage. We don't believe in how is it called? Uh, Chit chatting. Is it also called slaying? On the phone. How is it called? Flirting. Flirting. How many understand flirting? You are all looking at me as if you don't know what I'm talking about. May God forgive you. Flirting on the phone. I love you. You dare not say that to someone's daughter. Don't use such words. To someone you're not going to get married to. I love you. You don't know what the moment, brother, the moment you say that word, it sends energy. Power to this girl's heart. And she feels she's your property. And now you come and say, I'm not going to And those are the mistakes that have been do done. And we, want, we don't want those things to continue. Don't flat on phone. That's why I don't believe that you have no business getting in touch. Actually. You have no business getting in touch. And I believe every parent has a right to know who your children are speaking to. Mothers, fathers, are you hearing? Well, if your children are still young, just know it from today. You have a right to know who is your daughter speaking to because you are not going to go legalist way. No phones. Well, then, if you say no phones, you should get a phone at some point. But get to know who is she talking to. Hallelujah. Amen. And all my children, including the big boys, they know this very well. I search their phones. Who are you talking to? Even the big man, like Brother Prince, 
have taken his phone. Who are you talking to? Who is that one? I do it. As long as I'm your like parent. I will do it. As long as you are in my roof, under my roof, under my responsibility, I will do it. Are you hearing? Parents, you ought to do that. Get to know who they are talking Well, then you can be able to guide them. Now, courtship is a time that a girl and a boy get to know each other. This is the time the two families get to bond. This is all approached advisably. And in the fear of God. Alright? So now that's why I said it's not this kind of, of chit chat and flirting around. Your parents don't know their Her parents don't know. Her pastor doesn't know. Your pastor doesn't know. So what, what is it that you're doing? She's my friend. He's my friend. No. I don't believe in that kind of friendship. I believe if someone is your friend, they are friend for a reason. They are your friend because you are doing business with them. They are your friend. Now we have these groups. Some of you are sisters managing these groups. And you are sending messages to brothers. Brothers are sending to sisters. And that's all it is about. Group. Like these sisters, uh, where, where is the sister Fever and the other sisters who, sister are, who, who are receiving people? We are not saying, oh, cover your eyes and go inside there. We put sisters to receive brothers and sisters as well. But these sisters got a lot of issues there. A brother arrives and the sisters are smiling because he told them you should smile. Oh, brother, you are welcome. Now, by the time the brother finishes the discussion, this sister smiled very well. She comes back again to her. Sister, can I have your contact? Can I, can I, can I, can I? But because the sister is trained well, she says, no, I'm sorry, I, I don't give my contact. For what reason do you give the contact? So maybe, maybe let me give the brother the contact because he, he, uh, maybe he wants me to. You have already finished your work. You have already finished your work. No need to give the contact. And here, you know, you are doing the, the group things and then you write a brother. Brother, have you sent your monthly? Oh, your weekly contribution. Oh, yes, I have. Okay. Ah, okay, okay. Sister, God bless you. Amen. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, sister, I like your eyes. You should be able to design. There is a wrong spirit here. And if you have a spirit of Jesus Christ, it is not hard to design these things. Number one, courtship now. You see the girl. Brother, you see the girl. No one sees the girl. After you see the girl, 
You're not 100% sure. I've heard something. Oh, you're 100% sure. That's when you go to the pastor. You're not sure. The mother is still in prayer. But you need counsel. Come to the pastor. I've been seeing this. Sister. The first question I will ask you. Have you contacted her? Be honest. If you have, be honest about it. I've seen young people who come. No, no pastor, nothing. And this we have been talking for three three, four months. The moment that happened, be rest assured, all the counsel I'm going to give you is null and void. It will not help you. Because you it's the best on alive. If you go to a doctor and you tell him, doctor, I, I, I have a problem. What's the problem? Uh, my problem is ABC. And you do not tell the whole truth. The doctor will not diagnose you properly. You have to say the truth. You have to be honest. You have to be a real gentleman. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. So you see, you need counsel. The moment you see her before you even talk to her, go to your pastor, meet him, and then receive counsel. Now, as per your as by the counsel you have received, you will then initiate contact with the God. Praise the name of the Lord. Usually, it depends on, that's why I'm saying as per the counsel, because you, there are many scenarios. There are scenarios where you may want to first visit the parents or talk to the parents. There are scenarios where you may just want to contact the God. There are scenarios where you may have to go through somebody. It depends. There is no one size fit all. So seek for counsel. If you don't seek for counsel, you are going to see a sister and then you will tell the brother, Oga, a friend of yours, Oga, you know you like that sister. And I see she's your friend. Please go to her. It has happened many times. And when this brother who has been told, when he reaches there, he will say, brother, and sister, God bless you. Mm. He will remember, but how can I tell her, talk yeah, about the brother? Even when I'm single. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh -huh. Sister, you know, I've been looking at you for a while. You don't know what is in another brother's heart. You are sending him to talk for you on your behalf. Many people have married like that. When they go talk on behalf of others, they end up talking about themselves. By the time you say, brother, what happened? What came out of it? The sister said she loved me. But he's the one who did everything. So as per the counsel, contact the guy. A decision, remember, is not yet Man. By this time, we've met the pastor, you've prayed about it, you've seen the guy, maybe you have contacted the guy. But our decision is not yet made. It, it's not a, it doesn't mean now you're going to marry her. No. This is courtship. You are getting to know who the person is. So it's not a must that you'll marry her. You're just getting to know each other. Right and 
and many of these fail and others work out so that's why in this church I've continued to insist it should be a secret affair at that stage I've actually spoken to the young men ah, you, you like that system yes. how many have you told no one don't tell anyone People will be there. You don't know what is Kati going on. And then by the time you know, things are in the late stage. Because why? Many reasons. In many of these circumstances, you find that this young lady, she's talking to this brother. Let us say that this brother has come to the pastor, but uh, this sister is a uh, Liking this brother. But no. this brother is not yet earning good money. No. And then while the sister is talking to this brother. And then brother comes. Brother Dan, brother Dan is talking to the sister. And our brother Isaac comes driving a very beautiful car. And also talks to the sister. Without going through the pastor. Sister starts putting his purpose And now the sister begins. Ah, I'm going to accept Brother Dan. But Brother Dan has no money. But now Brother Isaac is driving. Oh God help me. Then she also goes to her friends. I have two boyfriends. Help me. One is driving. But another one is poor. But he's very good. And he's handsome. But no money. What can I do? And then the sister, the friends also advise him jealously because they want the other brother. Do you understand the idea? They will all have double standards. That's why I said this is a secret affair. Sisters don't accept a brother to court you if they don't have the license. He comes, this one comes, this one comes. You find one sister having ten contacts. Of brothers. This one, oh no. I'm not sure. This, this one has some money. This one has a lot of love. This one is from a rich family. This one is very spiritual. This one has everything. But it's not spiritual. This one. Now the sister is there. She comes in church. You think you are worshiping. But she's looking at everyone. Okay, brother Dan. Brother Dan. You yeah. think you're telling Go them? Around. Go 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 around. And she's imagining things that you can't even understand. The sister is not in church. She's on the market. 
and trying to see who is the best shooter among this one. So, sisters, to avoid such things, and you end up making wrong decisions, they end up, you know, being broken in their hearts. God Sister, don't accept applications that have not come the right way. My daughters, are you hearing? Amen. Don't accept them. Because no, this is an order from above. Don't accept applications that have not come the right way. If someone comes to you, have you seen my pastor? If they say no, you also close your chat. Yes. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. I know what we have experienced here. If they say yes, I've talked to them. Don't take him for his word. After all, I also like the, the moment they tell you yes, also contact me. Omit me after service. There's this brother who contacted me. And he said he talked to you. Are you aware? Yes, I'm aware. Okay. What do you say about the brother? And I'll tell you my opinion of the brother. And leave the decision to you. So you can go ahead. And usually I will give you a timeline. Someone was asking me how long then will you call? Well, it depends. Uh, some one month, others two, others three. But I don't really think it should go beyond three or four months without a decision. The longer you fellowship, the longer you bond. And if you've been long together, time will come when you think you're a husband and wife. You even start behaving as one. And when you don't, when it doesn't work out, then you will be all over the place. Because everybody knew. So and so they are cutting. So and so is cutting. And there are some people in the church who are very good at knowing. They will know. The other one is talking to the other one. The other one is talking to the other one. You will ask them, they will tell you everything. So those people are very good at knowing. They are very good at causing confusion. They pop their nose in people's affairs. Don't be one of them. Don't be one of them. You should mind your business. Who cares who is dating who, who is courting who? I am minding my business. I am here and I'm making my salvation with fear and trembling. If so and so gets married, so what? I also want to marry. And I will marry my wife, not his wife. If he's quoting the girl I wanted, mm -hmm. if she's meant to be mine, they will not work out and she will come back to me. Have that attitude. And I usually have give them a time depending on the couple. And the circumstances. Give them a timeline. Well, Make a decision. Within this given much period of time. And uh, and uh, after which, if a decision has not been made, and you are not too sure about each other, it's just better you cut off the relationship. Praise the Lord. So that 
other brothers can also take their chances. <laughs> no need to advertise you are talking with a brother or sister. In case it doesn't work out, you actually end up suffering shame. You understand? You go all over the place because they, you want them to know how big you are that you can even court Sister Peace. Sister Peace. Huh? Sister do, do you know? I'm talking, I'm actually, I'm intending to marry Sister Peace. Sister Peace. You see our pictures? Younger people, do you know why they do this? They do this as a way to deter other young people from going there. So they, they, they're anxious. What, but that brother, the wife, may go there. And if he, goes, he talks to Sister Peace, Sister Peace may go with her. So he's anxious. So I have to go and show him so that he will watch out. No need to watch out. If everybody, no, let them go. The more if the sister receives them, sister, it's a sign that she's of a bad character. Also. Especially after hearing this teaching. She will not receive them. And even if she receives them, and they end up marrying, she was not meant for you, brother. Relax and calm down. Yours will come the right time. So no need to be anxious. Advertising everywhere. If it doesn't work out, you will suffer the shame. Praise the name of the Lord. At that stage, keep it a secret. Don't tell it. Don't tell it here. Don't tell it there. Leave it as a secret. And some of you have come and oh, oh, brother, they announced you in church. Oh, and I thought I was your friend. Oh, come, you didn't tell me. No, I won't even come to your wedding. I won't even support you. What is wrong with you? It's their relationship. It's their marriage. If you love them, support them. If they told you, what would you have done? Nothing. You did not, we did not, you were not needed at that time. Are you hearing me? Now, courtship ends in a decision. Courtship ends in a choice. Courtship is the big deal here and I want to deal with it then I'll just finish the other. So, so now, courtship uh, after just, I've showed you now how you approach it. You know, parents are involved. The pastors are involved. You know, and you two are involved. And you begin talking to one another. You begin talking to one another. And, and if it works out, praise the Lord, then it must end in a decision. In a choice. And here is what a prophet says in the message of the choosing of a bride. And please listen listen carefully. So you must make the right choice. Again, the kind of woman that a man would choose will reflect his ambitions and his character. 
Brother, say amen. The woman you choose should reflect your ambition and your character. If you're a bad man, you will choose a bad woman. If you're a good man, you cannot choose a bad woman because it is your character that you will choose her. If a man chooses the wrong woman, it reflects his character and what he ties himself to. It shows truly what is in him. A woman reflects what is in the man when he chooses her for wife. It shows what is down in him. No matter what he says outside. Watch what he marries. No matter what I come here and say No matter what I preach Look at my wife You will know what kind of a man I am If my wife doesn't come to church If my wife doesn't pray If my wife doesn't raise the children If she wears a earring And in the skimpy skirt It shows what kind of man I am no matter what I say So the man Chooses a woman That is a reflection of his character I go to a man's office And he says he's a Christian Clean ups all around the world That old boggy woogie music going on I don't care what he says I don't believe his testimony Because his spirit is feeding on them things what? Say if you would marry a chorus girl. Or if you would marry a sex queen. Or just a pretty modern ricketta. It reflects. It shows what he has in his mind. Of what his future home is going to be. Because he's, took, he's taken this woman to raise his children by. The woman you choose will raise your children according to her character. If you want a prayerful family, choose a prayerful girl. Don't say I will change her later. There's a problem there. She cannot change later. The way you choose her is the way she will remain. If she's not filled with the Holy Ghost, she won't have the Holy Ghost. And she won't have anything to impart upon your children. You see, it reflects. He shows what he has in his mind of, of what his future home is going to be. Because you've taken that woman to raise your children by. Much of all of us, what we are is our mother's responsibility, our mother's duty. How many can say 100% that is correct? You are what you are because of your mother. Hmm? Yeah. 
thank God for my mother right here. I remember vividly from the time I was a baby. I think when I remember maybe five, six years, I remember everything. How she used to pray. Sometimes you are playing in the house and then you bump into a bedroom and you find her on her knees praying, praying. And she was even Anglican. But praying, praying, praying. So that was raising us. Until we would find her praying. And then you humble yourself also. Until you get tired and sneak away. Because you are learning now. She doesn't teach your children by what she knows. She teaches your children by what she is. If her mouth is filthy, the mouth of your children will be filthy. If she dresses well, her children will dress well. You see these girls dressing skimpy skirts and trousers. Watch their parents. Watch their mothers. They are doing the same, same thing. So the woman you choose, brother, will reflect in your children. So if you want a God-fearing family, marry a spiritual woman. And whatever she is, that's the way she will raise those children. It reflects what is in the man. A man takes a woman like that. It shows just what he is thinking of the future. Okay. Let me finish up this quote. Listen, could you imagine a Christian doing a thing like that? No, sir. I could not. A true Christian will not look for such beauty queens. Chorus girls. Sex queens. Oh. He will look for Christian character. Now you can't have all things. There might be one girl that's really pretty. And the other girl, maybe she's a, her stature looks better than this one. And you might have to sacrifice one for the other. Are you hearing me, church? But if she's not the stature of a lady, or a woman, or a, if she's not the stature of a woman, or, uh, yeah, he says, I don't care whether she's pretty or not. You better look at her character. Whether she's pretty or not pretty. You may be looking for slender. Beauty queen. The one who can model. You are already imagining how you are going to live. You are just imagining. It's not true. Don't be selfish. When you choose a wife, you are not choosing a wife. You are choosing a mother to your children. You are very busy thinking. When I choose this one, I can even cut her whenever I want. But now when I choose this one, one, how can I carry her? She's already very heavy. I will not choose her. You have a problem. You need deliverance. 
That's not what it should base on. Based on Christian character. God help me. Let me put this in your heart. Look for character. It doesn't matter. She may be 200 kilograms. Choose character. If she can raise your children and bring a generation that will serve God, choose her. Now, it is becoming if a Christian would choose a wife, he ought to choose a genuine born again woman. I know Regardless of what she looks like. I don't need this. She has very big cheeks. May God have mercy on you. Are your cheeks small? If I choose her, I need a long nose. This nose is like, it is very flat. You think the nose will take you to heaven? Hallelujah. Regardless of what she looks like. It is what she is. God help me you understand it. If you understand it, I will finish. What makes her? And then again. That reflects his own godly character. And reflects what is in his mind. Mm. What is going to be in the future. So his family will be raised by such a woman. For the future plans of his home. If he marries one of these little modern ricketers, sex queens, and what would he expect? What kind of a home could a man expect to have? If he marries a girl that ain't got enough more about her to stay home and take care of a house and want to work out in somebody's office what kind of a housekeeper would she be? you will have babysitters and everything else it is true. and the prophet says now I am not much of this modernistic test of women working when I see these women with these uniforms on riding around in the city on motorcycles as police it is a disgrace to any city that will let a woman do that believers ought to say amen to this as many men without work it shows the modern thinking of our city it shows degrading. We don't have them women out. We don't have to have them women out like that. They ain't got no business out there like that. When God gave a man a wife, he gave him the best thing he could give him. Outside of salvation. But when a woman goes to take a woman's place, then she's about the worst thing I could ever get a hold of. Now, 
Pastor, are you saying women should not work? Our sisters here work. We believe women should work. And, uh, but what, what the prophet is trying to say here is actually what we see. Actually, this was 19... Uh, 60, 65. But it has gone even much worse. You find women that say they have a career. They are career minded. They don't care about their family. They care about their career. To the extent many of them have convinced themselves they are um, what is this kind of thing? They are they're, they are equal to man. What is this called? Somebody help me throw the word to me. Huh? Feminine. Are they called feminine? Mm. Feminists. That's the word. They're feminists. Yeah. They believe everything a man can do, I can do. Everywhere a man can walk, I can walk. I am equal to a man. Even more than a man. And the Sadhu should recognize me. I am strong and not weak. Things like that. Whereby they have taken their position and taken it away from the world. Listen, I am not here to preach to you what you want to hear. I am preaching to you what the word of God says. And whether you don't like, you like it or you don't like it, the word of God never grows old. It is the same from age to age. Societies will change. Governments will change. Laws will change. But the word of God never changes. And a place in a home is for the woman to take care of her family and raise those children in the fear of the Lord. Well, where shall to help her husband as long as your husband agrees you can go and work and help but where your husband doesn't agree for you to go and work well then he must be able to provide for everyone of your needs for the Bible says if a man can't take care of his home he is worse than an infidel God help us a man must be able to work and take care of his home Cherish his wife. Provide for his wife. That's what the Bible says. And that is the way of courtship. A, a choice has to be made. In some other places, a decision must be made. You have to make a decision, sister. Even you, sister, you must make a decision whether you want to go with this man or not. And if you make a wrong decision, knowing it is wrong, then it's not up to God, it's up to you. You will have a wrong companion. The rest of your life. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. The word of God does not allow you to remarry. So then you must make your decision soberly. Spiritually. Prayerfully. Advisably. Waiting upon God. And then you make the choice. And when you make the choice. She's the one. Sister, you also have a choice. Not just at all. They have chosen yeah, me. They. 
Let me go. You make your choice. Will you go? If yes, it is sealed. And that will bring us to the third stage now. Engagement. And I'm not going to delay on this. I'll just read a little portion for you here. And then after this decision is made, that you are, then comes the engagement. That you find at the altar. You've got to make an engagement before this union can be. And you see, that's what we always do here. They've really accepted. A decision has been made. She has already said yes. So we come here in the church to make an official engagement. By the time we announce it here, no turning back. And, and he said, it's um, a pledge and engagement, a love affair. And in questions and answers, it's 1964. He says, as long as they take that vow, they are married. Just like a boy, if a boy promises a girl to marry her under good faith, he's obligated to that girl. He's just as good as married her. The only thing that the Lord does is to, the Lord does is to give you a bill of rights to live together to keep from being common law husband and wife. But when a man tells a woman I will marry Honey, I'll marry I'll take you for my wife. You, you heard the words that Shem was speaking. When you get to those words, you are married. Your vow is sacred. That's what marries you and There is not a preacher can marry you. No magistrate. Or nothing else. It is your own vow. To God. And to this man. When you promise. When you promise. You are married. Now if shame comes up. Or favor comes up now and say. We've changed our mind. Well I'll just tell them suit yourselves. As far as I'm concerned, you're married. And by the time we announce the engagement, and as this church, we decided after a past experience and we will no longer announce engagements before getting the parent's approval. And how do we do that? Traditionally here, there is what we call a pre-visit. And uh, when that is done, of course when the choices are made, decisions are made, after a, a period of courtship, Two months, three months, four, five. You've made that time of courtship. You know one another. What are you talking during that time? You're really getting to know one another. What are your priorities in life? What are my priorities in life? Are they compatible? What about your family? What about my family? Are we compatible? You know, your brothers, your sisters. Are we compatible? Can we make a home in this atmosphere? If it is a yes, 
then now you go to do a previous. When you do a previous, the parents approve. It's like the parents have said you can now call. You can we officially recognize you. Many times they tell us here in Africa, well, you can go and bring us this match. Then you will marry our daughter. After that, then you can come here publicly announce your engagement. Pending the finishing of your marriage process. Which then comes the introduction and then the ceremony. The ceremony doesn't have to be huge. we have this mentality. Marriage is difficult. Marriage needs money. Marriage does not need money. Marriage needs a man with a life of purpose. Two, who has an income? A basic income. That can take care of himself and the wife. And, and that's all it takes. As long as you are right in God. That's all you need. The rest. You work it together. You work for it together. We just want two are better than one. She doesn't come to live in a built environment. She comes to help you build your environment. Are you, are you following me, church? That's what marriage is. You come together to build. When I, ma I, when I got married with my wife, we literally had nothing. Nothing. People who talked, talked. But where are they today? But God has given us grace. Actually, yesterday we were celebrating our first daughter's 10th birthday. But the great, the great talkers who talked against our marriage, we can't even find them anymore. But we are still here. So don't listen to the people who are talking. Many of them who are talking, they are talking because they are coming from defeated scenarios in the past. Failed marriages, failed relationships. There's a woman I had say, men are beasts. Don't follow such words. Such words come from broken hearts. Another one will say, women are not trusted. Don't follow such words. Follow the word of God. The word of God says, if you find a wife, you found a good thing, and you have got favor from the Lord. I'm glad shame found favor And when he got favor from the Lord, he got favor. Are you following me? And then lastly, comes the wedding. This is where the promises are made. The promises, here is where you make promises to one another. Actually, someone told me, where do those promises come from? Well, you can write your own. And tell me, Pastor, these are the promises we want to say. No problem. As long as they agree with the word. Then you will 
I, I will look upon no other woman. I will look upon no other man. I will do all that as a duty as a wife. We will have children. I will do uh, as a duty as a mother. I will be a housekeeper. All these promises has to be made. All should be made in a correct way. Now when you make these promises, it doesn't have to be in a big wedding. It can be five people. It can be ten. According to your income. And your available resources. We are not going to stress our younger people. You don't have to make a big wedding. If brother Dan is going to make a wedding. And, and he invites his friends. Ten people. Twenty people. Don't kill him. Brother you are very selfless. If you give him the money he will make the one for hundred people. Two but if you, have, if you have no money, you can even come here like this on Sunday morning. And we wed you. And you go back home. No stress. No stress. So these things are supposed to be done that way. And that's the approach to marriage. Now, all young people with questions. I've done my best in one hour and a half. I request you to write them down. Send them to me as the musicians come. I'll be dealing with the questions later on. But I trust this has been a blessing. Amen. Let us stand on our feet. God bless you for being a good audience and listening. I know you've listened and learned. We have different services. We always have different services. Some services are rejoicing and jumping up and down. Others are sitting down and learning. Others are, you know, just worshiping. But every service is important. Praise the Lord. Sister Peace, can we sing that song, Linda, yes, Linda, yes. We're going to sing a song which says, Wait on Jesus, for it is Him with power. You know, marriage, you need to really wait. And believe that the Lord will grant you the desires of your heart.
Pray for your husband. Pray for your wife. Believe that God will restore. Pray for your children. Believe for them. Even when they're still young. Believe for them. That God will give them good marriages. Pray for our young men and young women. That God will give them good men. The ones that are suitable for them. By them they can, with them they can serve God. Let us break and cancel every spirit of immorality and every spirit that, that resists the young people to get married. That binds them to be holy. Let us pray against them. Let us have a moment to pray for these things. I
Father, we are believing, Lord Jesus. For every marriage here, my Father. Oh, God, whoever's had an issue and a problem in their marriages, oh, my Father. Lord, you will give them grace, oh, my Father. Lord, you will visit them today, oh, my Father. In a special way, oh, my God. May you bring a restoration, my Father. May you bring a restoration, oh, my Father. If they are made in a problem, oh, God. May you touch them, my Father. May you restore them, oh, my Father. May you forgive them of their sins, oh, God. Give these women, oh, my Father, forgiveness in their hearts, oh, God. Lord, may you visit them in a special way today. Oh, my Father, may you do the supernatural. You can mend the broken. Amen. The broken pieces. And you can bring it together. Hallelujah. My Father, my God, even in all these families, oh God of glory, that have issues, oh my Father, may you come and move, oh God of glory, in a special way. May you come down, oh my Father, and bring about a change. Bring about a change, oh my Father, in every home, in every family, in every couple, in every one, oh my Father. And even those young people, my Father, who are desiring, oh God of glory, amen, to get married, oh my Father. May you give them open doors, oh my Father. May you, oh God of glory, bring them mates on their front with them. May you lead them, my Father. May they hear from you, oh my God. May nothing hinder them, oh my Father, or as demons of hindrance. We resist them in the name of Jesus. Christ. Oh Lord God of glory, you are faithful and you are worthy. Your word never fails, oh my Father. You are coming down to lead them. You are coming down to guide them. You are coming down to show them your way. You are coming down, oh my Father, to give them revelation, to give them revelation, to know which way they should take. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. May we live in this generation having no fear, having no fear of what the enemy can do or desires to do. Let us believe in the supernatural. Oh, thank you.
pray. Father Lord, as this singer said, we know you make a way. If you can only shun the wrong and do the right, then you make a way. Some things I say today, Lord, I know are not easy to say. Especially knowing that in our fellowship we have a, a few loved ones who have had broken marriages, relationships, and families. Lord Jesus, we've said these things for the sake of straightening up our younger ones. But Lord, we also desire that you will come and bring restoration, Lord, to those that have broken marriages. Broken relationships. Broken families. Oh God. You're more than able to do that. We believe for our loved ones. Lord. We ask that you will come and have your way. If we can only shun the wrong and do the right. I know you make a way. I know you make a way. Because you are the God that made a way in the Red Sea where there was no way. But you made a way and it became dry land. And the people walked through that way. You too can make a way even those with broken relationships. Bring restoration, Father. Bring, oh God, a glory of restoration upon them, Father. You can make a way. You can make a way. Let us say that you will believe it, Lord. You will make a way. You are making a way. We believe for a way that you will make a way, Father. We may not see a way at all, but you can make a way. Lord Jesus, there are some of our younger ones, Lord, who are also indifferent. Lord, maybe they have complexes. Maybe from their past. Probably from their family lineages. And they feel they cannot receive a breakthrough in this area of marriage. And maybe others detest the whole thing because of what their parents went through or because of what they went through in the process, Lord. But Father Lord, we know that you can bring healing wherever there has been a heartbreak, Lord. Wherever that it makes when you come, oh God, and when you are in the equation. It's only you that can bring down revelation to our mind. Some young people that are seeking for wives and husbands. 
give them your counsel, O God. Lead them, Father. Provide the resources. All the financial resources that they need. You are the God of the supernatural. You can do anything, anytime, anywhere. In any condition, Do the supernatural for this young people, Father. For everyone that needs a miracle, Let them have a miracle. And may they come and give the testimony, Lord. We give you thanks because we believe our prayer has been answered. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, church. God bless you so much. Thank you for your patience. I know today today's service has been a little longer than usual because I needed to preach this in one service. I needed some, some summons like this. It is better you deal with it in one service. So, uh, if you have young people with any questions, I appreciate them. Please write them or WhatsApp them to me. And uh, trust me, we shall deal with them on, on the channel. Uh, also, we had visitors that we did not announce. Uh, we have one, Musenero uh, Margaret, Sister Musenero Margaret. From She's still here. Oh, God bless you. Please receive her. And brother one did a sadrach from Seta. Uh, God bless you. Amen. Uh, some, there's a sister who called me in the morning and a brother. Oh, you are there. Oh, sister. Okay, God bless you. Thank you. And uh, there's a brother also who called me. Could, he, could you be the one brother sadrach? Ah, you are the one. Were, were, were you received? Bakwaniriza? Oh, Okay, what's your name? Okay, come, come up here and take a microphone. You came in late, so no one saw you. Your names and where you're coming from. Come up on Sekanisa. I'm Brother Osborne. Brother Osborne. Servant of God. Uh, we have a ministry there. So, uh, as I opened it early on, I went to South Sudan. So, it was not cared to. Later on, the church Okay, but I'm Brother Osborne eh, from Chirinya Namataba. Uh, there is also Sister Martha from Mukono. Uh, God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, feel at home, everybody. And uh, keep coming back again. And uh, lastly, as we go. And again, I would want a moment with the team leaders so that we can uh, give you a few tips on fundraising. 
the interview as I told you tomorrow we shall announce it on the church uh, whatsapp channel God bless you Amen, may the Lord go with you I grant you every desire Problem. Oh, oh, oh.